Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the D.C. Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. My name, hey, come on, you guys. It's, you know it, it's Pat Sajak. It's Mitch Kasher. What's Mitch? I don't know. I was thinking if you had a different name. Would you like, do you think I would be a good Mitch? No. No, you're a good Moshe. Moshe's Whoa. a lot, though. What do you mean it's a lot? That's a, <laughs> like fucking tell anti-Semite. Someone. No, I just mean it's if you a tell lot. someone. No, I'm just saying it's it's like you're saying a lot by saying you're telling someone your name's Moshe. By a, is a, is it's a lot. It's hard to pronounce, even for Jewish people. Uh huh. And <clears throat> it's uh, people are afraid they're not saying it right, so it demands a lot from people. Your name's not like Jenny. Did I ever tell you one time I was opening for this comedian early on in my career, this comedian named David Feldman. Do you know David Feldman? Mm-hmm. Very funny, very edgy joke writer. And not the kind of guy that would make it in today's PC culture, <laughs> um, but very good joke writer. Uh, and um, he, a big, big old Jew, obviously, David Feldman. And he, when he found out my, he's probably 30 years older than me, maybe 25 years older than me. So he came up in Hollywood in a time, in a different time for young Jews. And when he found out my name was Moshe Kasher, mm-hmm. he had a 35 minute argument with himself in the green room about whether or not I should change my name. I mean, it, it went on and on. He was like, Moshe, Moshe, you can't go by Moshe Kasher. No, there's no way you can do that. You got to change, you got to change your name. You go by your, st- you got to get a stage name. This is, you'll never make it with a name like that. 
no, you can't change your name. You're not going to do that to yourself. I mean, we're in a different time now. Jews can be Jews. You'd be proud. You can't Moshe Cash. It's never going to work. You got to change. You got to change. Wait, I mean, why did he hate it so bad? Well, he's a Jew, and he came up in Hollywood in a time when every Jew with a Jew, with a name as Jewy as Moshe Kasher would have changed their name to like Morris Kasher or or Mo Cash or some shit like that. And he just couldn't believe that I was. And meanwhile, the whole time I'm sitting there in the green room smoking clove cigarettes, thinking I don't know what this fucking guy's talking about. I'm not changing my name. It's never, never was an option. It's not even, you're arguing with yourself. Anyway. I hear you. He also told me saying the, 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 the fuck word was a crutch. The so, fuck word? Yeah. You know, the fuck word. F the F word. Yeah. The fuck word. <laughs> he was like, you can't, don't say that on stage. You know what you're doing. It's a crutch. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's up there making the fucking most hardcore, like genocide and sexual assault jokes. <laughs> But he did it clean. That was his thing, though. He never said the the, the fuck word. Well, I'm really impressed by your... Uh, my fuck? My fuck word? By your ability to just be you. Oh, thanks, honey. <laughs> That's almost a compliment. <laughs> so I'm really impressed with you know your ability to kind of just do your own thing and not care in any way what others think. Somebody did that to me the other day. I didn't say that. I was tweeting about my... I, oh, I texted a, uh, a, one of the writers I worked with on Betty a uh, a picture of the ponytail. And she said, does, does Natasha, does your wife like that? Oh, she, she says, does Natasha like that? And I go, is that a couched version of how a woman tells a man they're doing something they don't think is stupid? <laughs> What's your wife think of that? That's how it felt. Is that anecdote not worth telling? I like Strike it. Strike it from the record. No, you know what? I, I like, I like the spirit of that kind of question. <laughs> Um, well, I think that, uh, this might, oh, I wanted to ask you, Moshe, you were explaining to me. We, uh, by the way, only talk, well, this is our weekly conversation. What? This intro to the podcast. So when Natasha's like, I wanted to ask you, we haven't <laughs> spoken since the last time we recorded. What's up? It is good to see you, honey. Oh, I, I got some big news for the, for the listeners. Yeah. Who've been religiously listening. Do you know, by the way, do you know how, what our listener count, our subscriber count is up to? Hmm. 70 million. <laughs> I'm not kidding. We just got our 70 millionth subscriber on Apple Podcasts. That's pretty good. Totally. Do you know how much money we make on this podcast? We don't talk about this much, but just for full transparency, do you know how much money I I personally pulled in last year on this podcast? $400,000. $26 million. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Twenty-six million. Did you only get four hundred thousand? Oh my god! I got a check. Honestly, and this is not a lie. I got a check for seven hundred and seventy-eight thousand dollars from Third Love Bras. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> um, I like all of our sponsors. I love all of our sponsors. And too. you know, I By have the to way, say, we do turn a lot of people down. We turn some down. There's a lot. Yeah. You're right. There are things that, I, you know, I, I really want to try the thing, make sure we like it. Sometimes it just smells fishy. It'll be like... Credit scores. Right. <laughs> it'll be like, hey, here's a pernicious personal loan business. Would you like to do an ad read for this? It's like, are you broke and no hope of ever climbing out of severe debt? We'll give you a we'll give you a four hundred dollar <laughs> loan at an interest rate of ninety two percent. Like well, I don't think we can do this one. <laughs> believe me, I want to. But Jenny K sweaters, we love them. Yeah, everybody else, everybody we read for, we believe in. Um, it's a but for our podcast listeners, for all seventy million of you, uh, it's a big big week this week. If you've been following the saga of this podcast since the beginning, because I don't know if you remember Chocolate Cake Gate from last year. 
I don't remember that, and it's my podcast. But well, it was your birthday, and I baked you a chocolate oh, cake. Oh, my birthday's coming up, and you really wanted some gifts. Now, let me just—I just, just want to—we're going away. We're going to Joshua Tree this weekend. Um, there's a, there's an indoor music festival that we're <laughs> attending, and I just want to warn you: I did buy you a couple of gifts, mm. but the fi- big physical gift that I did get you is not going to be there on time. It's not going to make it. That's okay, honey. But that, you did that to me on on my birthday this year, or on on Hanukkah this year. It's okay, honey. But it'll be a gift certificate. It's okay, honey. It'll be a gift certificate that I think you'll like, though. Cool. Do the two words, honey. You want to just tell me what it is? Two words. <laughs> it's a clue. Okay. Two words. Bent Lee. Bent Lee? Bent. <laughs> yeah. You got me a Bentley? I got you a Bentley. <laughs> a custom Bentley. Paid for by Thrive Market. <laughs> That's right. It's the Thrive Bentley. If you actually, there's a button on the center console. If you press it, um, peptides come out and collagen proteins. We don't make $400,000 from our podcast. No, we made $28 million. I made $28 million. <laughs> But I do think that uh, I like that we are able to do it and it's really fun. And uh, it definitely... You mean read ads or do the podcast? Doing the podcast. You look and then kinda, you're looking cute tonight. Thank you, Moshe. Looking good. Um, I haven't seen you in a week. I actually eyes. feel a little uncomfortable right now. Physically? No, I'm just oh, with the way that I'm talking to you? <laughs> okay. No, I liked it. It's getting to the point in this culture where you can't even compliment your wife <laughs> without getting canceled. You're going to cancel me, wife? You uh, need to go up on stage soon, Moshe. I do. I need to get I need to get on stage. This is all I got. I need to get out of this living room. For real, for real. <laughs> Well, we were talking about our conversation from the last episode where you were like, um, where you were like, oh, I got my period and we were all like relieved or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, yeah, we were talking. I was like, yeah, it it has been like kind of more intense this year, huh? Like your PMS stuff. And then I realized it probably hasn't gotten more intense. It's just that we're in a bunker. I've just been around every day, every minute, every hour. <laughs> right. I have to live like that by myself. Right. When you're not there. I deserve it a little I kinda bit. I kind of liked having a punching bag for 10 days. Right. Interesting. It's kind of my responsibility as a man. I was thinking, here's a pitch based on that. Hmm. Anytime you do anything that upsets me, maybe I say, what are you, PMSing? <laughs> what do you think of that? <laughs> What are you? What are you uh, on the rag or something like that? Some to, to, just to say. I used to love that term in seventh grade. I thought that was hilarious. on the rag. Yeah. Really? <laughs> is she on the rag? I used it, to. It, that's what it feels like. It's like you're on the rag. I, it feels like that. Yeah. What does it feel like, like? I've never actually talked well, in depth to a woman about this. There's like these like strong. For me, it's like these like really like pains like running through your stomach that like are like hurting you in a way that like is not normal oh you know feeling. i i just realized i don't care i do not <laughs> care i'm so sorry no i do i'm joking so cramps but do you feel the tampon in your life in your body that's so funny that that's a thing you're thinking of you're like you know is it like someone's like fucking you the whole time <laughs> you're like say that. around well, you couldn't even ask your wife about her tampon without getting canceled <laughs> Well, uh, no, the t- feeling the tampon isn't the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I didn't say it was the problem. I'm just curious it's about not, the sensation. It's not re- well, for me, it was not really an if, issue. If I had a wad of cotton up my ass <laughs> a week, a month, I'd feel it. Well, you get used to it after like month 
9 million whatever i don't know how You've many been like alive for nine million months 39 years of having your period or wait, wait i guess i got it at like 14 so like mm. 35 years of for 30 years of getting a period don't tell these fucking pigs how old you are well i'm just saying i've like had a period since as long as i can remember and like every single month which is like at least a week of every month i'm like kind of in like a really I'm like on the rag. Yeah, you're on the rag. I'm like ready to go out and hang out in a tent. Oh, it, wait, you had a thought about this. <laughs> you said something. Oh, I the... said that those tents that they used to put the women during their periods is probably because the men didn't want to talk to them. Right. It, it was like all couched <laughs> in this like bizarre ritual, arcane like language of like, oh, the impurities. You must do a ritual bath before you rejoin the village. But really, it was just a bunch of like <laughs> patriarchal dudes like, just put her in a tent. Let's go play poker. Let's go play Bible poker. Yeah, like, I mean, it's it's just the way I was, like, getting upset. I just thought there was no other option in my head. It yeah. just felt so normal, you know, to, like, when I thought about it, I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, why am I so activated, you know? And I, and I think that hormones do it. It's probably like having testosterone, don't you? Don't men want to, like, fuck something every five seconds or something? Do, do I want to fuck something every five seconds? <laughs> you have, like, you have testosterone running through your body uh, yeah, at I, a speed. I would, say, I would say testosterone, the feeling of, of feeling uh, um, out of control from testosterone, like getting into a fight you know you don't care about, is probably a similar. You're just like, I, I don't know what else to do in this situation, but sort of lash. Right. Um, yeah, maybe it's similar then. Must be. Oh, it's, uh, they're both, aren't they both... They're both chemicals, right? Hormones or is testosterone a hormone? Fuck, I don't know anything. Well, I dropped out of I dropped out of school. Tosh, I got really good news. What? About your period. <laughs> I think we found the title to this week's episode. Yeah. On the rag with Moshe and Natasha. And we would like to, I think, take a call. Okay, let's do it. It's called Benjamin in Fargo. Benjamin. Hi. Looking like a North Dakota stud right here. Straight out the <laughs> fucking oil fields or tundra, whatever it is you guys have. I'm in the tundra part of the state, not the oil field part of the state. When, when I first went to Alaska and I learned what tundra was, I thought it was so cool. It was like they were taking me on this walk, the people who were hosting me, and it was just this like spongy forest land. It was so amazing. Do you have spongy forest land in North Dakota? No, we have like um knockoff tundra so it's just flat <laughs> dirt and snow um benjamin my final performance prior to the pandemic was in fargo north dakota oh yeah That's, really you know what's crazy is is motion i were booked to go and then covid started happening and i was kind of i would what i would call an early adapter i'm the like the first person at trader joe's telling the staff what's gonna happen next week <laughs> <laughs> you're a white woman gotcha <laughs> Yeah, but I went. She no, no, but so I was afraid, even though no one was talking about COVID yet. It was like the week before everything shut down. Moshe, I said, I'm not going. I canceled. Moshe asked our Cancel friend culture. to go. And they went and they came back and said it was the most amazing yeah. show they had ever it, had. And the audiences, they were so, they were so was, great. And I felt was so bad. It was fucking awesome. It was such a good show. And then the next night... I pretty much bombed my tits off at, for a Jewish fundraising event. So it was like some good, some bad. I had two shows that weekend. North Dakota, 10 out of 10. Jewish fundraising, never never fun. 
you know what, it, Benjamin? You want to know how you know you're not having fun during a gig? How? When you're think you're thinking about the amount that's on the check that you're getting paid while you're performing. That's what I was thinking about the whole time. I was thinking about the check. I was just like, oh, well, the check is coming. The check. The but, check. but you didn't think that with um, no, the North, North Dakota. Dakota. Good. Like, I would say great crowd. Anyway, we're wasting your time. Okay. So besides <laughs> knockoff Tundra, what else is happening in North Dakota? Yeah. What's happening for you? Um, well, for me, I just like went through like a breakup thing situation and then he kind of dropped on me that he's just moving across the country. So I've been taking that kind of hard. And I've also just been feeling really, I don't know, lost lately in my life. I don't really, I'm about to finish college and I don't want to get a job really. Which is, <laughs> Why? Why not? I just, I don't know. I want, I, I just went in, I had spring break last week and I just drove to the mountains with, one of my roommates and no you guys go to get get warm on spring break you guys will go party in like south dakota or something like a tropical place like that well montana so okay yeah. they go do mushrooms in montana okay i mean i wish we didn't do mushrooms but that, okay. that would be fun okay but, so you went to montana for spring break with a friend yeah and so i was hoping to just like come back like refreshed because i really hadn't been like out of the county in like a year basically and I don't know. I came back and I just realized that I don't want to get a job. I just want to, or I don't want to get a desk job is my thing. And I don't know. I don't want to farm and I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I'm just feeling really lost lately. What about college? He's graduating. He doesn't have that excuse yeah. anymore. <laughs> what was your major? Um, I'm majoring in like agricultural economics. So you majored in something that you don't really want to do anymore. That's pretty much your problem. Right. It's something I have zero interest in, but now I'm like two classes away from a degree. So, okay, wait, so you're graduating with your bachelor's degree. Yeah. And you are, you date men. Yeah. Both. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they both, they both. And you have a degree in agricultural economics, but don't care about it and you're getting your bachelor's degree, and you don't want a job, it seems very obvious to me. I mean, I would love to have fun with you, but it seems very obvious to me what you should... First of all, obviously, you might want to become a TikToker. I'm looking at your <laughs> face. It just seems like you're you're born for the for the medium. But um, but oh, it, is it legal in North Dakota? I don't even know if they're allowed to have TikTok in North Dakota. TikTok's not legal there? The they just got the internet last week. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Right, Benjamin, back me up. It's spotty in places. You pretty much got to be in the town if you want to. Okay. Wait, but what's the answer? Just tell. Oh, them. the answer is obvious. Even though my, our, my producer is letting me know you haven't asked your actual question yet. Okay, <laughs> but we're on North Dakota time, but baby. But I want to hear what you were just gonna say, though. Oh, you gotta go. It's obvious. How how are your grades? Uh, they're pretty good. Like I'm on the dean's list. And yeah, stuff. homie, you gotta go to graduate school in a place with a more verdant and vibrant gay community although you date both i mean why not get out there where there's like a fun community where you could it's time to pivot honey yeah but you don't have to get a day job you can find something you you are interested in but wait you know? isn't graduate school really expensive it depends on what you go to graduate school for sometimes if you want to go what would you do by the way what now i'm curious what's you're confusing job with a, a place that you don't want to be because you already decided you don't want to do that for a living but like you might there might be many other jobs you want and also i don't understand benjamin before we get to your real question i don't understand the hesitation to commit your life 
to agricultural economics. It seems to me that that is every bo- every boy's dream. <laughs> he doesn't want to sit in an office. He wants something exciting. But you need to do some soul he searching. He doesn't want to s- sit in an office and uh, do a data spreadsheet database about <laughs> threshing the threshers in the corn husky. The wheat threshers are forty two cents a <laughs> widget pickle. That sounds really hard. Okay, what what's it's the- literally like what I learned. Like not even exaggerating. What it's he like, just said. Basically, like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Here's the secret, Benjamin, before we get to the real question. No one uses their bachelor's degree. Bachelor's yeah. degrees don't matter. They aren't important. Mine's in like visual arts. Yeah, I mean ba- mine's in <laughs> religious studies. You know, you know, it's like the, I mean I did do that Jewish fundraiser, but but that's about it. The the bachelor's degree is the high school diploma of our of our generation, unfortunately, because it's a lot more expensive than getting a high school diploma. So I ba- went to state school, and you can like go to the City University of New York for like state tuition if you yeah. live there. But okay, I want to ask two questions. But which I guess- was like twelve hundred dollars a month, uh, um, a um, a year, I think, for like a like great teachers. Like, there's so many. If you can like get a if you want to move to a big city, like you could establish residency and then go to the, you know, state college or school and get a master's program, a ma- master's degree in something that's really interesting to you. And but talk to us. What's the real yeah. question? Well, I mean, I don't like have like a like a I don't know, like a black and white question to ask. I'm more so just like looking for general life advice. And well, my, I don't know. Like, I guess my, my producer's calling you a liar. I'll just tell you that she said you did have a very concrete question. Well, it was like kind of like about like like moving like you 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 already kind of like said that I should move, which like I know I I think I don't know people say like don't move to solve your problems, but I feel like it would solve quite a few of mine. Right? They say wherever you go, there you are. Right? But they don't mention that if you start in North Dakota, wherever you go is better. Sorry, I loved I loved Fargo. I really did. But I just Well, you love the movie Fargo no, that has nothing to no, do with No, no, he lives oh, in Fargo. I thought you were like We're going to have to that's an edit point right there. Why? No, I'm joking. Okay. But <laughs> what what would you do if you what, what would you like to do? Like what's a job that does sound appealing to you? Um lately I've really been thinking that if I was going to do something like with school after this school that I'm in right now, I would want to do like a environmental law like fight against the oil companies and stuff i mean this is just that's amazing that would be such i mean that's what we need that's what i tell my child to be all i'm like i want her to be something in the environment you know like environmental science or environment like that to me is the future and jobs and environment like how can we make those you know there's a and you're at the forefront you're going to be one of the older people in this industry because it's going to be a new industry and i think it's such a cool place to get in and you can you can teach people so much and teach the young people so much and how do you make it exciting remember when google all of a sudden made like all of these special like playlands for adults to like take their tricycle to work and like play ping pong all day like there should be something like how can we excite the youth into getting jobs and environmental Well, you know the difference studies. between the environmental studies departments and Google? What? Like $100 billion. 
they can afford to buy all the ping pong balls. You're lucky to get a granola bar. Well, I'm just saying this is going to become more and more important. No, I love this. So well, I think that, you know, this is a forefront. This is like, you know, when people said in the 20s, they came to Hollywood and like, oh, you know, it's just open land. Nothing's there. I mean, by the way, I know nothing about the environment in terms of like what's, <laughs> what's I just know what's needed. I, I, I don't know like what's in place exactly, but I know that like this is such an exciting area because this is it. I we think, have to do something. I think Natasha's on to something. Okay, we got your field, environmental studies. Now, where would you like to live geographically? What, what, what? Forget the job. Where would you like to be living? Um, probably somewhere in Montana, just because it's mountains, but it's like cheaper than Colorado. Montana. Okay. Is it? But I have a hard time imagining. There's a great. Well, maybe there is in Billing. Oh, not Billings. Where's it? Bozeman? Bozeman. Is that the cool re- university? Yeah, that's the cool place. And do they have a good un- environmental studies law program there? I think they do, actually. Okay, your problem seems very solvable and easy. You move to Bo- Listen, I wasn't going to say Bozeman, although I will say Bozeman's amazing. I've been there. Have you ever been there? No. I used, I t- did, did comedy there, and it, that's they call it the Berkeley of the of the of Montana or something oh, like that. Oh, that place sounds cool. Of the Rockies, is it? Are the Rockies there? Anyway, the point is, you got to get to Denver, Colorado, or Montana. Just move, establish residency in these states, get a job. I would say probably as a I'm going to go with like a a, a bartender at like a bar where you're shirtless because i can i'm looking at you i can't see your body from here but i can kind of feel that you have a really good one because you keep saying the mountains the mountains so i'm picturing a lot of pull-ups and stuff so you probably have like a cut body you get a body at one of these like cocktail bars you know where you're like twirling bottles of vodka for uh you know older men and they're tipping you well you save some money you establish residency and then you go to school somewhere else you just it's very obvious you're stuck you're you're depressed that's what it is and and one more thing i wanted to say is you know you say that you're yeah you're feeling like what mocha said depressed and a little lost and you have the one thing that i think is really important right now is to understand that like that is that is what everybody feels and like that is normal you know like that because, because of the circumstances we're all yeah, in yeah like right. everyone's been in a cocoon for a year so like just really try to not be so hard on yourself and realize everybody's feeling it and it's like it's a it's very strong and you know everyone's going to do different things but like everyone's going through a transition right but, now but how, you know? how old are you and, and so Sorry. No, no, I'm just saying, like, just be easy on yourself and, totally. and and know that you can get through it and you'll get through it, you know, by yourself or with friends or family or whatever it is. But everyone will get through it together anyway. How old are you? I'm 21. 21. You're feeling ennui. Uh, you're feeling lost a little bit, a little bit depressed, not sure what the next move is. So the next move is very obvious. The next move is to find adventure. You, that's, mm-hmm. This is the age for you to find adventure. 21 is perfect. You have no ties. You have no boyfriend. You guys just broke up. Amazing. How lucky. What a gift he gave you by getting the fuck out of your life so that you could go find an adventure. I'm saying save, get your money right. Get out of North Dakota and go exploring and then land in a place like Montana or Colorado, establish residency, and then go get a fucking environment, we, environmental law degree because we need you and that it makes you passionate. We just planned out your whole fucking life. Spend the next six months to a year, especially the summer, bumming around. No, he can't, though. He's going to have to get a job to pay for stuff. No, no, no. Just bum around. <laughs> bum around. Get out. Do you have any dependents? Are you he with doesn't your... want to like get a job at Starbucks or something. No, I'm saying hit the road. Oh, dude, look at that face. You don't think somebody's going to pay his bills? You're good. 
you just got to get out on the road and get and have some fun, have some adventure, see the see the country, see the world. It won't backfire unless you get murdered, which is possible. It won't backfire. You will come away from an adventure like that and go, shit, I was so, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And I just, I tossed my spirit into the wind. And I guess what I found when I got to Montana? Myself. Right. <laughs> that's really cocky tonight. <laughs> that's true. I am. I am a bit full of myself. How does that sound to you? Unrealistic? <laughs> No, I mean, that's like, I definitely think I need to do that. It's just good to hear that from other people. It takes strength to move your home from your hometown. You know, it, totally. it's a lot, you know, it's, it's, it, it takes a lot of energy. There's a lot of people who might dis- be disappointed. You know, there's a lot of managing expectations. You might be the person, I'm not saying you are, who's like always in charge of your family. And so to leave them, you feel you know, guilty and, you know, there's just so many things that can go into leaving and it's hard and expensive and it's just something that you really have to know in your heart is going to be better for you. Like it was never an option for me to stay where I was born. Like I was like, it was just never, you know, so I think, but Moshe, you told me before that you would have moved to New York, but you wouldn't wouldn't have ever wanted to leave your family. Well, I did. I moved to Los Angeles. But you didn't want to go that far. I didn't want to leave my family, but I happened to live in the Bay Area and next to Los Angeles. So I had the opportunity to be in, among, in a world-class place. Not that Fargo's not. But you know the best advice somebody once gave me about leaving Los, uh, the Bay Area? Because I was terrified. Is this part of it? Are you a little scared to leave the, the world you know? Um, Definitely. I think I'm more scared than I think I am just because I grew up like working and living on family farm with like not just like my parents and my siblings but like my aunt and uncle and my grandparents like super involved like and like like a nice upbringing yeah you you had a you had a it sounds like you had a good well we don't know it it could have been horrifying but uh, it sounds like you had a good childhood like and 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 similar with me i mean i i loved where i lived and i didn't want to leave but somebody gave me great advice when i was really scared to move to la and see if i could make it here they go, the thing about moving, especially when you have a home base, especially when you have a multi-generation home base, you can always go back. <laughs> you don't, it's not a permanent decision. You can leave. That room's probably still available, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. They're not, you know, they're going to have it all still with your jersey, you know, with, where they were like, <laughs> oh, football or whatever. You know what I mean? Corn thresher of the year. <laughs> you remember when you won the corn, the corn patty, um, the corn patty contest, you were the homecoming corn. <laughs> but you just pack your but now you can go back i mean what a blessing you have you have a good family and that you can you can say oh it didn't work for me i can go back and knowing that gave me so much comfort because then i i was always thinking oh if i leave i'm gone forever but that's not true you might you might leave and go like oh you know what actually north dakota's for me but you'll never know unless you go what kind of car do you drive like uh it's like a crossover type do you can you sleep in it yeah i have many times oh man go spend the summer exploring the country this is an amazing place you you haven't gotten out of the county try the country <laughs> drive to new york this summer you know how fucking crazy new oh york my is god you'd have so much fun but he's gonna come back like addicted to meth i know <laughs> we know that but it's worth it you'll go to rehab do you have like a chaperone you could take to like <laughs> all through like the most beautiful new england you like kind of cities all like in july and august and then make your way to manhattan go have an adventure 
I'm constantly trying to convince my friends to leave with me over the weekend. No, no weekend. But you know what? Here's the thing. If you go to a bigger city, you'll find more friends who will do fun shit with you because these people might be a little more set in their ways and they're, they don't have eyes on like adventure. Because if they did, they wouldn't fucking stay there. Yeah, you got to pack up the pack. I mean, up I don't soup. mean to speak for them, but, you know, it's that's probably I think there's like better choice of finding compatibility in bigger cities, right? I mean, he doesn't want to live in a big city, which is fine, but you should go explore them. Go get out there. Pack up the Subaru. F- hit the road. You you must do it. Commit to us that you this summer, this summer, you're going to leave and you're going to go on an, a grand adventure and and find what 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 lies for you on the road because I promise it's something good. I mean, you know, I'll commit to that just to give me any more motivation to actually do it. Cause I've always said like, I want to just like spend a, like a month or a summer just living in my car. I should just do that. I think you need to have some rules though. What are the rules? <laughs> Let's go over them. Well, um, I, something about like not too much socialization and drinking. Well, don't drink and drive, but you know that That's rule. That's a rule. But what do you mean? What socialization and I drinking? I just feel like you, he you scared could, that he we're get, sending I, him now, to his well, doom? Well, he's so sweet. I'm like, I could see him. Like, I see how Moshe wants to like, you know, squat on BML land. And like, yeah. it's where people practice their gun, you know. This guy is a, a North Dakota People fifth, practice their target practice. Fifth generation Moshe farmer. Moshe wants to set up the playpen. <laughs> you know it's like it's it's and then he's this like hot kid yeah but he's a farmer you tell me you haven't spent the night on blm land in your life i honestly don't know what blm land the bureau of land management they probably own your house (laughs) (laughs) they own half of montana but it's like moshe thinks he's the only one who knows about it everyone knows about it like everyone who's like running from the law oh anyway (laughs) don't listen to natasha she can get worried I'm telling you, look, look at you. You're a young, attractive, white man. Okay, <laughs> the but, world is your oyster. But, but he should he should have enough money. I just don't want him like needing money in Boston. I just <laughs> I think you just go. You just got to go. Sleeping in his car. If you can afford it, just go. Go, go, go. I just think adventure. Go. You must go. You must travel. Go west, young man. Or yeah, and, 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 you know, maybe I, I do like the idea of driving. Whatever clears your head, whatever, like, makes you think, whatever, like, give yourself a little space. Because I think that's what we all need right now. We need space. You know, people who've been alone. You've probably been quarantined with your family, right? Well, there, he's in North Dakota. He hasn't quarantined. Well, I mean, he's been. <laughs> I've actually, I've been better than way like most people for have, sure have you not spent more time with your family than you recently than you have in like most of your life well actually i haven't seen my family a lot lately i've been just mostly cooped up in my like house with my roommate i see okay. dude it's time for a change it's yeah. so obvious i'm just thinking like do people who've been alone quarantining or like being alone a lot want to be alone more right now that's i need like time to myself because i've been Every single waking moment, I'm with Moshe. Yeah, and, but that would be awesome. <laughs> Actually, Benjamin, if you want to hang out, you know, like, come on I through. I need help. No, here's what you do. Make a little plan. Find a way to make money, a little money on the road. So maybe it's like, oh, I hear there's a job in such and such. And you go do a job for a week, you know, do a little bit of that corn labor that you've been you're so accustomed to. <laughs> grab some money, you know, and then skip corn to the labor. next town. Get to Manhattan, you know, just 
have some fun. Let's go to the see, like Ben Franklin. Go like to the go with the Florida Keys. I'm just saying, there's a, it's see not. See if someone has a soggy loaf of bread to hand you. And all I'm saying is that a lot of people just polish stay, your shoes. People stay stuck in their circumstances because they're afraid of what would happen if they leave. But the truth is, for a person in your level of familial privilege, that you could always call your parents. It sounds like and say. I fucked up. I need some gas money. I'm coming home. So fucking go do it. Go go find out what's out there. I bet you there's such cool shit out there for you. Yeah, that's like really great advice, honestly. It's really nice to hear that from people that I respect, I guess. Heck yeah. Do you respect me too? Even though I know nothing <laughs> about environmental. I was just like hyping years. myself up before I came in here to talk to you guys to my roommate. Well, this if this is you hyped up, I just think that well, I'm nervous. Awesome. No, you seem awesome, and I think you're gonna. I really just believe. I feel I, like you could save the world. That's why I got so like excited that he was in an environmental field. That's what I'm saying. I I, I think you. There are programs and it's like reconnecting with the passion or the thing, or like you're from a farm. Like you know that that's you you can do so much more. You know about so much more than most people. And remember that thing you were saying, Moshe, about how like now. The, that kind of thing is something that people need to know. What were you saying? Like um, at, at the end of the world, like. Oh, I think we were talking about this book. Did you ever read World War Z, Benjamin? Okay, I didn't read it, but I've seen the movie. Well, the mo- the movie's good, but the book is great. And there's this passage in there where they talk about at the end of the when the zombies come. At the end, all of a sudden, all of the people who uh, who all of the people that weren't of the like like obnoxious intelligentsia became just suddenly switched into the the most important people in society. So all the like writers and lawyers and comedians and actors were useless because the zombies were there. Nobody gave a fuck about their little, you know, heady heady thoughts. But the people that like knew how to fix a toaster like who or, can farm or who to, or how to farm <laughs> or how to wrench on a diesel engine, those all of a sudden were the most important people in the new society. So I think that's sort of what what you and, mean. And right? what I'm saying is this comes from it's in your blood. Like you just know so much about it. It's it does feel like you're a natural person to be in one of these environmental fields i got it i got your future i got your life benjamin you ready here's your life (laughs) you start now because you have you have to leave by the summer okay it's just spring so you have three months to start planning you what you do is you research uh you research farms like uh, city farm urban farms throughout the country in places that you want to visit and you start contacting them and say, oh, I'm a fourth generation farmer in North Dakota. I'm going on a little adventure. Can I stop there and volunteer at your farm for a week or two in exchange for food or, or, or maybe shelter or whatever they've got that they can offer you? And that's how you plan your itinerary. In the meantime, you start researching law schools that will give grants to people that want to dedicate themselves to environmental law. Because I think that is one of those law school fields where you can get a grant going and, and he can write the best letters about his third generation multi-generational farm like that's like absolutely you're gonna get like student um aid for that and, and by the way by the way even better it's gonna shock you that you will be able to put your bachelor's degree to use the one you don't like by telling these farms not only can i help you with the agriculture stuff but if you guys are having any problems with your books 
baby, I got a bachelor's degree in agricultural economics, <laughs> so I can help you with that too. I almost guarantee, because there's urban farms in every city in America, that people are going to be like, wow, we have an actual real farmer that's down to come volunteer, that you're going to get some bites on that. And that will be how you plan your itinerary. And you don't have to stay in the big city. We just want you to explore it. Then you can go, okay, so here you go. You go, you go east, then see New York. Go to Florida, maybe. Go to the Keys, whatever. Find these urban farms, wherever you can get a bite. Go through the Southwest, the most beautiful country in the world, as you know. Come back up through Utah. Look in, oh, Arches, amazing. Then pop up into Montana, and baby, you're home. Time to establish residency in Bozeman. Get your life together as an environmental <laughs> studies uh, a person. Marry both a man and a woman in an untraditional uh, triad relationship. And then eventually run for president of the United States and save us all from global warming. That sounds good. Honestly, perfect. I love it. Same here. I, I love it. You're lucky Moshe's on fire tonight. <laughs> Will you write us from the road and tell us how it's going? We really would love to know. Absolutely. Okay, Benjamin. Okay, bye, Ben. We got to go. Yeah, thank you. Good luck. Have a good summer. Thank you guys so much. Okay, bye. I really mean it. I really think like I, that dude. I mean, imagine you're like an urban farm trying to figure out how to do any agriculture, and some fucking beefcake from North Dakota is like, "I'm a fourth generation <laughs> farmer with a degree in agricultural <laughs> economics. Do you think I could volunteer for free?" They'd be like, "They would." Yeah, but then that puts you in a position. Are you? You got to think about what you want from life. I'm not someone who wants to like talk to random farmers on a vacation. You're not 21. Right, but also like. How much work do you have to do? <laughs> I mean, that... What if he doesn't want to... What if he's lazy? But he's on vac permanent vacation. That's what we just sent him on. I wonder if he'll do it. God, if he did it. And we were like the most... This conversation was the most like... Was the, the, the firing, the, 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 the demarcation line of his life. Well, that's the fun thing about being young. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm working on a book right now. And I'm thinking about when I was like 23 and I went to Australia with like a 41-year-old. But I remember I was like so happy i like had that terrible experience when i was 23 <laughs> you, did you know it at and the time and not like 40 you, or like 35 you, like you mean you feel that happiness now or you felt it at the no, time no i would just remember feeling so lucky like, i felt like i learned this huge lesson and then even after i'm like i've just been so much better ever since but like anyway i just think it's like so good to like be young and like just throw your heart into things and like, just be like, you know, do something crazy or go move somewhere. Um, go, you know, get married. I don't know. Like do just go for it. Switch careers, Total, I mean, move yeah. to New York. I, I don't know. Like you could just do whatever Wherever that guy wants to land. But when you're old, you can't like, if you harder. have kids, it becomes much harder. Yeah. Benjamin is going to have a good summer and it's all thanks to us. Um, Natasha, would you like to, Hear a couple of secrets? Yes, please. Okay, let's play a couple of secrets. But he was depressed, and I think we really helped him. Well, I mean, yeah. Stuck. He was stuck. I just always worry that people don't have the... It takes a lot to like... It's not just like the thought. It takes like... That's why that... Gumption or, you know, like... Totally. Uh, what's the Jewish word? Chutzpah. Yeah. Like, You're right. Like, who has chutzpah? Well, nobody. But some people have chutzpah. That was me making fun of you not being able to do the guttural ch. I'm just saying having chutzpah. Pretty good. That's uh, that's so much of it, and that is kind of just inherent. But that's where that advice you can always go home comes from. 
the whole chutzpah thing that you need is because you're thinking of it like you're, you know, tie, cutting ties with your past and sailing into a new vista of life. And I don't know if I'm ready for that. But in reality, all you do is you get in your car and you drive and then see what's out there. And then if you are like, I hate this, then you can go home. It's not that it's not that complicated or that scary when you break it up into something like that. That's what I think. Yeah, but I just think people are looking at like the next 30 years of their lives and they're like, what am I going to do for money? How am I going to buy a house? And then, then I look on my phone and everyone's in like this amazing house and I live in an apartment. And I what mean, am I going to do? But and I'm rich with do experience. Do I have to go to get a job as a waiter? Like, do I hate my career? It just feels like... It could be very overwhelming. Yeah, if you if you are if you are prone to worry and you want to worship your worry, then it can be overwhelming. But if you realize that the people that have the big house by the time they're thirty are people who didn't do anything from twenty to thirty, it's like I'd much rather live in an apartment at thirty than I than I would live in a big house and have zero experiences. But that's just me. Everybody's different, and Benjamin, I think he's like me. Hear some secrets? Uh, yeah. Hi. Um, I've pretty much already asked everybody I know if they listen to this podcast, and they've, they've said no. So if anybody <laughs> recognizes it, they keep your mouth shut. But the, uh, uh, since I was a kid, I have been obsessed with wearing women's clothing. I, I don't know. I could love it. I love it so much. It's so good. I like the frillier, the better. Uh, like made outfits and lace and oh, I can't get enough of it. But either way, I've kind of been only me. Uh, one time I tried to tell my wife about it and she slapped me in the face and told me I was a man and I was like, oh, okay. And never brought it up again. Um, but, uh, but the real thing that I, I just need to talk about is the fact that like I ordered a, a fuck machine and it's, it, like, it didn't go to my parents' house or anything, but it fucking went to, like, it just, it went to the wrong address, and I am going to go pick it up after work. And I need to basically uh, just keep it secret. All right. Anyways, uh, thanks. Love the podcast. So he was like, I'm going to call him on my way to get the fuck machine. What the, first of all, went, what's, what's, a fuck, what's a fuck machine? I'm assuming it's like probably a, oh, uh, like a like a sex doll. I guess. I don't know. You know, it's always funny to me when people call the secrets hotline thinking they're telling a secret that's like really crazy and then revealing that they don't know what the, their own secret is. Because he's like, my secret, my really crazy secret is I like to dress in women's clothes. Isn't that scandalous? And I'm like, no, not really. And he's like, yeah, it's just crazy. I'm just a crazy guy with a crazy secret. Anyway, I told my wife and she punched me in the face. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. I'm like, no, no, back up. That's the secret. The secret is you're in an abusive relationship. with a, a weirdo. He tried to talk to his and wife about... And she said about... you're a man and slapped him in the face? <laughs> Sorry, that your secret is not that you like dressing in women's clothes. It's that you live with an abusive homophobe or what I don't know what the phobe is. It's like, huh, was that true? I almost didn't believe it. He he seemed like he had had like two glasses of wine. Right, that could be on this drive to the fuck machine house, dude. That was crazy. Because I seriously, I was thinking when he's saying all the the the, you know, the I like to dress in frilly women's clothes. I was like, oh, well, this is guys. 
this is a lucky guy that doesn't know it yet because there's a community of people that uh, like to you know cross dress i wonder is that the right most modern term for it but you know what i mean it's to dress in women's clothes it's not a gender thing it's like a fetish thing there's like huge communities of people like that like he could discover these people online and then he's like I'm all alone. Well, I did tell my wife once and she gave me a quick pop in the nose. It's like, fuck, dude, get help. Also, I like that he enlisted like all, everyone he knew. He's like, I told every person I met about your podcast and no <laughs> one had ever heard about it. But also, it's like, what a surefire way to make sure that your friends are like, what's up with Dave? We should listen to that podcast and see if he's okay. Um, well, I think... Uh, what do you think about it? Is this, it seemed like he was acting like the sex machine is cheating on his wife, which is not cool. I like, mean, I'd it cheat on be her covert, too. Covert, right? Like, if you have a sex machine, uh, it should be something you tell me you have. Yeah, I would definitely tell you. <laughs> I bought a sex machine. If the last time I told you something sexually <laughs> adventurous about me, you slapped me in the face and said, "Be a man." What is this? What is your wife? Your a dad from a 1960s <laughs> basketball film? What? Be a man. You gotta. That's a bad wife right there. For real. <laughs> Find yourself a cr- a cross-dressing woman who dre- likes to dress in tuxedos and get out there. Yeah. Well. Should we play another? Yeah. A tether? Hey, I have a secret. Um, when I was in middle school, I went to this expensive uh, summer camp for like a Christian summer camp. And uh, one of the nights we found in our cabin some old granny panties that looked like they had some, like, period spots in it. And we thought it was from the neighboring cabin of girls who were kind of all, like, ritzy and snobby, preppy. They were rude, not very cool. Um, So we thought it would be funny to write uh, uh, whatever cabin name they were, like, coyote cabin sucks in red pen on the underwear and hang it on their door for everyone to see and then highlight there to make it look more bloody and period on the underwear um so we did that and got away with it well we did it um immediately got in trouble after it was found out and um just realized probably like a month afterwards that uh, those were my underwear. I had accidentally packed my mom's underwear in my bag by mistake and wore them, and nobody knows that they were actually mine and not from the neighboring cabin. And I never told anyone, and no one will ever know. Hopefully they don't listen to this. Uh, yep, thanks. Thanks, you guys. Big fans. Uh, bye. Wow, that that that's a hard situation to put yourself in where it's so funny to like you don't say it like you even though you're friends with all these people like I feel like as a comedian it'd be hard to be You'd like always be like guess what guys those, those are my <laughs> underwear that's funny <laughs> you're so right whereas like to to be that that maybe that's one of the freeing things about comedy is you are the person who's like you know actually those are mine absolutely that feels like a good joke you're so right <laughs> comedians are always like tying a rope to their waist and jumping into their own darkest memories to strip mine their experience for material right and that is freeing there was an aa speaker once this guy cliff roach i think he said you'll never be a sh- uh you'll never again be ashamed of something you laugh at and i thought that was kind of deep mm-hmm. deep idea he was, he was like 
he was a very funny AA speaker, and he said, like, if you laugh at something, you can never be ashamed of it again. And I thought that was really true. I really do think that's true. Yeah. But anyway, I've definitely done things that cruel, though. <laughs> Especially, I, I mean, when you first learn about, like, people's periods, like, it's hilarious. It's on. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> it's just totally on. It's fascinating i never even now my daughter will like be in the bathroom with me and i like i don't want her to see that i have to like shove something up me because like i'm bleeding you don't i was trying to explain i don't know it. i was like i don't want to tell her i'm bleeding ex- it might scare her it's funny you mentioned that because she saw on your tampon this is a very period heavy this is a heavy <laughs> flow episode um she saw one of your tampon like garbage you know the cylinder or whatever in the garbage and mm-hmm. she's like what's that and i was like i was like oh gosh uh it's mom's. It's a. It's a called a tampon, and she's like, "What is it? What's it for?" And I was like, "Well, I mean, when girls become women, they." And I didn't know how to say it because it was just like seemed so weird. Right, like they, me too. I go, they bleed from their vaginas sometimes. And then I didn't want her to see me putting something up my vagina because you thought she might. Well, because she's always like it. putting things up her nose, and you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to like encourage. Wait, what's the what is what what are you supposed to say? It's a part of being a woman. I said that it's part of growing up. But I mean, the actual physicality of it, I was just like, yeah, they, there's, it's hard to figure out how to say I'm it. old school. You know what I do? What? Mommy needs privacy. Get out. I <laughs> know. I hear you. But I'm just saying, eventually you have to tell them something like, it's interesting because there's no way, I guess she's just maybe too young. There's no, it feels like there's no way to tell a little kid about like a natural bleeding without them being like, oh my God, I'm terrified. I have this memory, like I was very in, because I used to work at a grocery store in Rockford and I was very, very, very passionate about if people picked paper or plastic. Uh-huh. What and was if, the right answer? Paper. paper. Uh-huh. And if they picked plastic, I would like become red uh-huh. and I would get really mad. And it was like this whole thing. It was a very, I don't think it was a very long period. But anyway, I remember once we went to the grocery store and I didn't get a bag for my tampons because I told my mom I have to run in and get, I was like a teenager. I have to run in and get a, a you know, tampons i get them i come out without a bag holding them and she was just like don't ever do that that is paul you know like that was like such a wrong thing to do because i mean i wanted to like save a bag but at the same time like the period was like a shameful Mm. thing that is just kind of bred in you so i i don't really know how to teach my the point is, I don't know what to tell my right kid attitude, about a period. But your attitude was right. You're like, why do I need a fucking bag? This is so natural. I've never understood this idea where guys are like, guys are like embarrassed to go to the store and get tampons for their, their it's just so dumb. <laughs> right, right. Like, what do you, everyone knows why you're there. No, no one's like, what are you using these for you? It's just like, I've never, it's such a weird idea. It just means you're I like just, getting laid. I guess I'm like really progressive and just smart and kind of with it. I don't know. <laughs> You get that impression? But anyway, if anyone has any tips on what, because sometimes really smart people write to us and, you know, people who are therapists, I really don't know what to say to my child about that because they also... (laughs) One one person last week wrote, when I was talking about my mom, they wrote me on Instagram. They're like, please get your mother to complete a battery of CR physical therapy (laughs) because that's not normal to have vertigo. And I was (laughs) get my mother to do... I don't just go to her house and be like... Hey, mom, in the car, it's time for a battery of CR therapy. Just, it was like so weird the way she put it. Let me see if I can. It was I, the thought, the spirit of it was nice, but it was definitely like she was ordering me. Like I, like, I have the power to go tell my adult mother, like, you must do anything. She, she won't even fucking clean up the cardboard boxes. 
Anyway, right. I don't think my mother was teaching me that my period was shameful. It, really, she Sounds was like it. Well, she was just doing what she was taught. They, yeah. you know, had really taking like a conscious step into like how you're going to teach your kid about stuff. That seems like something that you know is a luxury to have when you have kids. Maybe when you're a little older and have more life experience. Maybe so, I don't know. I'm sure anyway, there's a right answer. There's got to be a right answer. So write us. Let us know what's the way. How old? Okay, here's my two questions. How old are you suppo- uh, should the kid be when you start explaining like periods and things? And then and, also, and how do you do it? But then also, I'm I'm also interested how old you start talking to them about like you know slavery. Like ro- we have this Rosa Parks book, mm. and like we're reading it to her, and I I just wonder like you know it is I, tough. my instinct is no age is too young. But it's also it is tough because when when we read that book. And it talks about Rosa Parks and it talks about segregation. And uh, it's like, oh, God, I'm introducing this idea. I'm the first. Isn't that important? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is important to talk about. And obviously, there's no world in which she grows up and misses, somehow misses it, obviously. And And she asked for a Rosa Parks book because she was around an older girl. And, you know, she, like she has this book about Frida Kahlo and it's like right away talking about how she got into a car accident and like lost her limbs. And I was like reading she this. She didn't lose her limbs. Where she like had like was paralyzed. Right, right. Was in a sick bed. And like, you know, I was reading this to her when she was like one and two. And then I'm like, you know, do I want to put like these like images of. How do, yeah. The qu- but then, you know, you have to teach them about. The question is how to re- balance the responsibility of teaching kids about the ugliness of the world, Mm -hmm. which is important to do with also this idea that like, wow, I'm like literally introducing the idea of inequity and of, I guess the idea is... But maybe that's what conscious parenting is about because that's what I want to be. I want to be someone who's like, how can I teach my kid the right, the the thing that's going to set her up for like, success in the way that she can make a difference mm-hmm. in the world i don't know? know i was just and always maybe that's just trying to control it i don't She'll know just hate me when she's nine starting at nine probably <laughs> i mean i was always pretty familiar with oppression so that the transition to like racial and gender and uh, sexual uh, orientation oppression wasn't that difficult for me to wrap my brain around because oppression was such a big topic in my family because of my mom's deafness mm-hmm. that it was like all these other things felt like you, they were... you guys already felt like you were kind of like the stepchildren of society or something, something like that and it, the idea that there was a pr- oppression in the world was not new or unfamiliar when it started getting ported over into education about racism and about you know sexism and homophobia that stuff was already kind of in our family discussion or whatever but anyway all right write us yeah write us. If, if you have any expertise and uh let's these people are waiting for us to call okay them. let's do another call we will now call anna in vancouver I know an Anna in Vancouver, and I really hope it's not her. Vancouver seems like the place that, like, you'd want to be at the end of the world. I mean, it's, like, totally beautiful. Yes, cool. It's where that guy Benjamin should eventually end up. Yeah, Vancouver. That's gonna be like, you should buy property, Anna. Yeah, Anna. We think you should buy property. <laughs> okay. I would for that. Yeah. 
that's all right. That's our advice. To we you. think Vancouver is like seems like I always I dated a Canadian once and he always said that like Canada was like our well behaved America's like well behaved brother. And I remember I always kind of have this idea that, you know, they're like the successful kind of like <laughs> guy who kind of figured it out or girl <laughs> or gal. Anyway, Anna, what's happening? Yeah. Lucky. How are you? I, I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's been raining today, so it's rough with the rain here. You got to used to that. If you're oh, I forgot Vancouver. the weather sucks. Never mind. I take all that back. Yeah. All right. Anna, what's happening? How can we help? <laughs> Talk to California. us. California. Okay. So um, I am dating this guy for like two years or so. We just moved in together um, about a year ago. And then, of course, the pandemic hit. Um, so it's been a tough transition moving to Vancouver. Um, but thankfully, he has a really big friend group which is really nice, but a lot of them are guys. So I often find myself ending up on these like boys weekends. So the most recent example is we went up to Whistler for a ski trip, which was like a two hour drive from here. Um, and I agreed to go. And then I found out that like three other guys are coming with us. So we go up. Um, Wait, do you think you're going just with this one guy as like your boyfriend kind of thing? Yeah, like he proposed it as being like, right. we'll just go to Whistler. Right, and then right, I was right. like, oh, one guy's going to come. And then one roommate's going to come. And I was like, okay, I guess it's fine. Like, I already want to go. Yeah. So, okay, keep going. And then, and then it just kind of turned into this like guys weekend of like drugs and like Ugh. talking about fast and furious plots. And I was like, I'm not <laughs> oh my God. And I hope you stayed at like I a nice place. Part. We did actually. And it was nice weather. There was like snow and stuff. So okay. it was great. But All right. Keep talking. It just honestly, it was a fine weekend. But like the the nail in the coffin was I had to drive home because they were all hung over. And then the one guy decided to take a phone, uh, like a phone call on speakerphone, basically the whole drive, while the other ones talked about their crypto investments. So I, I'm just wondering what your advice would be. Like, should I just like not go on these boys weekends or is there a way to like make it work? His friends are rude. Cause like <laughs> anyone in a phone, any person in a car who decides to take on a two hour drive, a phone call on speakerphone. Do you yeah. know anyone like that, Moshe? No one. No one I know. And I've ever, I would never remain friends with someone who would do something like yeah, that. Yeah, nobody would do that around me because I would create a huge scene. I would not. I almost drove off the road. Like, I made a big and scene. And you're like, driving? Thought... Yeah. Well, I mean, this seems like not, you know, you guys need to, like, fig you, you need to, he needs to earn a bachelor vacation with you, you know? And I don't think you need to tell him in those terms, but I do think that, like, you guys kind of get, have to get to know each other and go away with each other a little bit, you know, alone before you're going. And you can tell him that. You can say, listen, you know, I find some of your friends rude and I'm a woman and I wanted to hang out with you. And next time you want to take me somewhere, just let me know what the parameters are because, oh, this is what you say. I need to, you know, you kind of sprung this stuff on me. And yeah, your friends, you know, they're fine in doses. But yeah. next time, let me know who's going because then I can make my decision. I'm busy. You know, I, I wouldn't have gone on a vacation, you know, with these four guys, but I would go with you. So it's it's not really fair, actually. You kind of got hijacked it and sounds, he deserves to be confronted. It sounds a bit like a, a rom-com plot, doesn't it? <laughs> like 
you know what i mean this like guy that seems really cool but then all of a sudden he's like actually it's a guy's weekend and then you get there and they're all like oh, do you got any dogecoin but I'm, also- I'm heavily invested in dogecoin and then one guy's on the speed conversation like a- is all too familiar right i mean he- but but are you guys like is he interested in you because that's not live really together oh you yeah, live, live with him we're seriously like i'm he's a wonderful guy it's just when they get around the guys they they really there's a lot of male energy let me let me point let me let me moshe all of a sudden brought like four of his friends tomorrow to joshua tree i don't for my birthday i would like leave me definitely (laughs) consider it (laughs) consider um moving to billings let me just oh with benjamin let me just point out to you what i heard you say just so just let me mirror this because i'm actually a really deep guy and i'm Mm -hmm. able to mirror people back to themselves you uh describe first of all you said those guys are rude the truth is the guys aren't rude because Mm -hmm. they don't owe you anything they're just dumb guys talking about dogecoin and having (laughs) you know speakerphone conversations i mean they're rude but the actual the actual violator in this story is not them. It's, it's boyfriend. your boyfriend for bringing these guys. It's not like he's having fun times and you're like along for the ride. It's he's being inconsiderate and you're missing that. You you said your two options you said were, do I just um, do I just not go or do I just like kind of accept it? The, that's the, this is the mirror part of our conversation. You, the two options that you proposed were: should I either stay home and not have fun, or should I accept that my boyfriend is going to bring on like anybody he met from college? And it's like it's like what about the third option, which is telling your boyfriend what you need and saying that wasn't very considerate of you, without starting a fight, even. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. And I made it very clear to all these guys that I found them very annoying all but, weekend. Sure. And I'm, like, <laughs> but that's... and I'm open about that. It's just like, I don't know. I don't want to come off like I'm being like mean as well. Like, I don't want to offend anybody. You're missing. You're missing it again. No, f- the guys are doing their thing. They're out there. They're out there like doing their own thing, being crypto guys. Your 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 job is not to figure out how to talk to them. You not that you should never go on a guy's trip again, but the the the, the this is a story about an inconsiderate boyfriend, not about four dumb bros that he met. Good point. Good point. So what do I just lay down the law and I say need to be clear next time? I mean, you you don't need to say you need to do anything. You could say I, I would appreciate it if you would let me know that kind of thing because that's not you know a a week and you can flatter him a week away with you is like a dream but like for me a weekend in whistler with like those four fraternity brothers do they have that in canada you know it's kind of a bummer you know and you just tell them honestly you don't have to be like you need to listen to me you know like that's not how you have to talk to your boyfriend right moshe you don't talk to me like that. That's true. Do you have any hobbies? Do I have any hobbies? Yeah, I I like to snowboard and I hike um, and we kayak and. I'm just saying, like it seems to be. And balancing couple etic- time with fun. He's gonna be like, well, I just like to hang out with my friends, and you can be like, well, you know, yeah, I love it when you hang out with your friends, honey. But I want to, you know, as long as we like also do like, when's our next trip? You know, let's do every other trip. But and also, that's fair because then you guys can like connect as a couple and then he can still but also you relive always, his fantasies of being a child. If, if I was with a male friend, 
And my male friend that I had plans to go skiing with or whatever was like, oh, by the way, I'm bringing two other friends that you don't know. I would be like, fuck no. You got to run that shit by me. And I'm not trying to have a romantic, intimate relationship with him. I'm trying to not spend time around people I don't know and don't like. You, you know what I'm saying? That would be inconsiderate. If I just had friends with a, plans with a, with a homie and he was like, yo, we're bringing four crypto investors just so you know. Like I would be like, uh-uh, dude. Like, Wait, gotta, what's crypto? Like, you know, crypto. crypto cryptocurrency? Cryptocurrency. Is that yeah. like Bitcoin? Yeah, Bitcoin. Oh, at, but they're calling all. it crypto? Yeah, it's been, it's been called crypto. Crypto is pretty cool sounding. <laughs> it does sound cool. <laughs> so I don't think you need to have a conversation where you're like, we need more intimacy. I think you need to have a conversation where you go, yo, that wasn't cool. Yeah. It's, that seems obvious. And you can stay yeah. home. Stay home if you need to. I mean, like, I'm okay staying home, but it's also, like, it's fun to go skiing. It's like, I want to be included. Like, I, I'm invited. They want me to come. But this is different. What's It's different. If he had come to you and said, hey, me and the boys are going skiing. Do you want to come? Then you got to go. That's all I'm saying. He just needs to be up front with you. And if he's not at the if he's not at the point where it's like, okay, every other one will be a romantic one. Fine. But at least let him tell you what to expect, because you might have declined. I would never. Exactly. I would never. And you will decline next time. Ever. (laughs) The future will decline. Spring on Natasha that actually a trip she thought was a trip with the two of us was actually three of my I would never do that you know it's a little something called boundaries and you really have to teach people how to talk to you and how to treat you and how to treat you and it's exhausting but yeah. it's something that it's important to do and to learn how to do and if even if even if you have to like go to an online therapist just to teach you the basics if you do go to one we would like to hardly recommend Talkspace and if you need a new bra, we really recommend Third Love. <laughs> no, they're great. They really are. You know, they even have half sizes. So <laughs> le- we'll leave you with that. But but seriously. It's the only bras I wear. Get a Third Love bra. Strap it up tight. Tell your boyfriend, you need to tell me this kind of stuff. And uh, good luck to you. Where'd you move from? I moved from uh, Canmore, Alberta. I think you made a good move. And maybe you owe him a Prepare little bit. Prepare for the matriarchy, darling. Yeah. Even in Canada. Don't let him like bring all these dumb boys around and like imagine if you did that. You would never do that. I know. I'm very considerate. Yeah. Well, I would just not do that because I wouldn't want you to come on a guy's weekend. I would like to. We all fuck each. We all fuck each other when we go away. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Talk to you soon. Good luck to you. Anna, (laughs) wish you the best. Bye. You man. Bye. Thank you. Well, Tosh. I was Canadian. Well, you could be. They would definitely accept you. Nicer. They would take you. Do are there like trolls in Canada on, on the no, internet? No, no. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> no. It does seem like there couldn't be. No, there one hundred percent are. Yeah, little, sweet a, little Canadians. There's actually some dark shit up in Canada. Like what? Serial killers. No, I don't yes, believe it. Yes, they're all great. They're so nice that some of the culture wars. Are, are most pronounced there. And I think it has to do in some weird way with them being nice. You know what like it is? The bad people are almost worse there sometimes. I just realized what's so great about Canadians. What is it? They know they're better, but they don't act like it. <laughs> like, you know, like British point. people, kinda they, like, like they kind of act like they're better. Right. They're more cultured. But the Canadians, like they, they don't act like it. That's interesting. I think that's they're a really supe- good point. They're like naturally superior to us. Oh, boy. Anyway, um... I think that, uh, Moshe. Yes. I have to. Go. <laughs>
Go finish Fleabag. <laughs> okay, well, if you'd like to leave a, a secret on our hotline, you can call us at 213 I'm re-watching Fleabag because we did, I was kind of not paying attention when we were watching it together. You were also not paying attention when I was doing the uh, Sorry, our but phone anyway, number. Tell I'm me about Fleabag. Like, I, well, I'm really into watching a lot of... I just had this epiphany the other day that the reason why um, it's hard to get old in Hollywood for women is because men are writing the parts. So, like, the more female-led uh content there is the better it is for females who want to be actresses and want to tell their stories and also we just watched sunset boulevard about a 50 year old woman descending into madness and it was so much more fascinating than anything about a man like women are innately so interesting that (sighs) anyway if you got a secret to leave okay anyway we do recommend sunset boulevard yeah you guys had so much fun watching that and i just think that That i'm so excited about all the stuff that i'm discovering even if so something like fleabag is so fun to watch if you haven't seen it because it's only uh six seasons that british style so it's like six episodes i mean each season so it's two seasons so it's like you're watching two movies you can get caught up on the whole thing Mm -hmm. so anyway it's just kind of hot tip from natasha Legero. check out the television program fleabag no breaking news here on the endless (laughs) honeymoon podcast if you feel guilty like i do that you haven't seen these things that people have been talking about for the past year and a half sometimes you can like binge it in a weekend and don't feel bad about it there's so much great i got a recommendation too you rewatch marvel movies all night okay well let me just say that if you're looking for something to watch i just found a really cool (laughs) diamond in the rough it's called the sopranos it's about the mafia (laughs) And it's on HBO. No, there's some other great shows I've been watching. We watched that uh, movie, 40 Year Old Version. That was great. We saw. Version. 40 Year Old Version, I said. Uh, No, I know. I'm just. Every time I say it, people. Oh, I know. It's so funny to tell people about that movie because they're like, did you see this movie, The 40 Year Old Version? And they're like, yeah, I've seen The 40 Year Old Version. Like, it just seems like an ill named movie, but a great. It was good. I loved it. Promising Young Woman. PYM. That could not have been written by a man. Okay, honey. I'm just saying like the, the, the new perspectives that women, we should just be fostering female creative talent because I think it's really important here for on them the pod- to be the Here creative. on the podcast? We should. Yeah, why not? I mean. Let's figure out a way to do it. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the also way. Also some other great. All right, go ahead. Uh, no, please. No, give, okay. give some more plugs. No, it's okay. No, come on. What do you got? Nothing. No, what? People want to know. I watched that show Game Face. I thought that was good. I, watched, I haven't seen it. I watched um, I Hate Susie. That it's was like really so good. funny. She makes fun of me. Natasha makes fun of me because I like Marvel movies. Every time I walk into her bedroom, it's like some like moody like, oh, what do you what, what? I'm a woman coming into my own. What, what, what? I'm going to do coke. I'm going to do a threesome. It's like an edgy British woman like having a drug, a drug thing. It's like, yeah, we both like specific stuff. We both like stuff that we like. And... You what, mate? An edgy British woman with a drug problem. <laughs> okay, if you'd like to leave a secret, British on se- people are also better. Oh my god! <laughs> Let me get to the. Go ahead. What? They're better. British at what? people are also better than Canadians, or at, at better like Canadians. Um, never mind. <laughs> I believe you're going to make a point you already made on the podcast earlier. <laughs> I was going to say British people are also better than Americans. Oh, C- Canadian and British people do see. Good, good thing to leave us with, Tosh. <laughs> Thanks for. I just mean in terms of British people, oh, in terms of culture, and Canadian oh, people, oh. in terms of like spirit. One more thing before we go: uh, <laughs> British people are better than Americans. Go ahead, Moshe. 
<laughs> no, I just mean they just seem more intelligent sometimes. Oh, okay, there you the go. Whole. Well, if you're not so insulted that you've decided never to listen to this podcast again and you'd like to leave us a secret on our secrets hotline. <laughs> I like British comedy. Can I say that? You can <laughs> say anything you want. You've been saying I it all. I was just trying to say... Say why, you know, I was trying to stick up for myself after you roasted me for my what I like. Do you ever roast me for what I like? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am rewatching the X-Men series and I'm loving it. A lot of, lot of guns while I'm trying to sleep. I can hear them through your earbuds. If you'd like to leave us a secret on our secrets hotline, you can call 213 222-8608. Or if you want to send us an email, please email us at endlesshoneymoonpod at gmail. And also we're on Instagram. Follow us, like us. You know, the more comments you leave us, the more we can check them and laugh at them. You what, mate? You look at my comments. <laughs> you look at my comments. I do think that there's not a lot of Canadian trolls. Oh, where's the, where's, hold on. You look at my comments. Where's the Molly? I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a group sex tonight. <laughs> I'm gonna have a bit of group sex. I definitely used to idolize England. England's cool. England's I, I cool. thought it was like Canada's I, cool. I got, when I when I as soon as I turned eighteen, I went there. Like I was so like horny for London. <laughs> horny for London. That could also be the title of this episode. You can go to youtube.com slash endless honeymoon if you'd like to be on the podcast and get some advice from us. Again, email us and we love you, all of our listeners, both Canadian and British. And to the Americans that listen to us, you know, well, you got a lot no, of explaining like, to do. I like Americans. <laughs> okay. We love you. We love you. And Natasha. I love you. I love you too.